Good morning, everybody. Hey, how's Time. everybody? Welcome back to the Daily Thread. So some exciting news coming from the Daily Thread. Uh, after us plugging away over here for around, it's been a month, maybe? I don't know. I think it's more. More than a month. Um, the higher-ups have decided that the Daily Thread needs its own platform. So oh, really? we're here to present to you the Daily Thread uh, platform. WhatsApp status, groups. So go ahead in the description. Um, really, the, the idea and, and the vision behind it is going to be more than just the headlines. A lot of times you can see the headlines, you can see what's going on, but what's the story behind it? So the Daily Thread platform is going to bring you the stories. It's going to bring you those stories through podcasts like this, uh, through updates through our status account. So go ahead, sign up via status, and uh, get ready for some exclusive content from myself and my father. Well, I, I think uh, content uh, from what I've seen online is uh, exclusive. I don't think it's any, any oh, one of your three phones, Phil. Uh, <laughs> I don't it's almost like I planned do, that. Do that on, on cue? Okay. So starting off this episode, first of all, I want to give a shout out. Meaningful People put out an episode, Matzah Shabbos, oh, with, yeah. with a young girl named Rivka Shock and 16 years old, paralyzed from the waist down. It's been the, the most, most viral episode. Yeah, the most of any anything. Ever. Uh, you know, I have to tell you, uh, it's very compelling listening. I, I listen to all your podcasts, of course. But sometimes I listen to it in pieces, you know. I hear 20 minutes, then I hear next morning another 20 minutes, and then the rest of it. But I could have to listen to this straight through. Um, just very compelling presentation. A um, tragic story uh, about uh, a skiing accident where the girl lost her ability to uh, paralyze from the chest down when she can't walk. Uh, and the prognosis for the future is not uh, very, very good in terms of being able to walk. And she's so young. And uh, she's an inspiration. An inspiration to, uh, like you and Momo said to her in the course of the uh, conversation, she's an inspiration to people who are navigating their way through difficulties, regardless of what the difficulties are. It may not be a physical uh, uh, difficulty. It might be an emotional or a psychological right. uh, or something along those lines. And she's just a... Oh, an inspiration. Yeah, and you can see that episode on Meaningful People Podcast. You can see it on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, and we have hopefully more things coming from Rivka Shadik, and we plan on doing a line of, of merch. You know, one of the famous lines that she said in that episode is, don't be afraid of the pain. And, yeah, uh, we, and we she also said she We created screensavers from it and hopefully sweatshirts. And she needed some stuff, she said, to spruce up her, uh, her wheelchair. Yeah, so we're going to put a link in, in uh, the description of that what episode. Kind of stuff, what kind of stuff did she say what she needed? Listen, you know, there's there's many expenses that come up throughout a, a span of a lifetime. Everything that we get is more expensive for her because it has to be customized to fit her lifestyle. And here we are drinking. Well, yeah, we should Spritzly, mention this. Spritzly seltzer. I just came into the office and found two cases of Spritzly. Now, this is this is seltzer, but grape flavor. Okay. It, what's unique about this is that, you know, everyone knows you can go buy almost any soda in the world when you go shopping for soda, but you got to stay away from the grape soda. Why? Uh, because there's, there's problems with, uh, with, with grapes, you know, in terms of where they came from, in terms of the kosherists and so on and so forth, especially if you're, uh, you know, learning in Dafyomi about Nidaram, it's very much involved with Naziris. There's not so many, not, not, there's so many, not that many uh, uh, Nazars walking around today, but a grape is uh, something that always has... Uh, uh, a problem with uh, with uh, with Kashrus right. for a variety of reasons, and this is a, a company that's owned by a from guy, and it's fresh Concord grape and seltzer. Yeah, grape juice and seltzer. This might even count as our first ad. I don't know. Could you make Kiddush on this? Ooh, that's a good question. Is it purple in there? I can't see in the can. 
Does it have to be purple to make kiddush on it? No, uh, no, <laughs> doesn't have to be purple. So what's your I'm just wondering if it's. I think it's. Oh, oh, yep. Yeah, well, <laughs> you I spilled it. Spilled some. It's. <laughs> you just spilled it on yourself. <laughs> it's kind of purplish. <laughs> mm. Luckily, I'm wearing purple pants today. I don't know. I don't think that's purple, but okay. Well, your couch, your your chair here is kind of purple. My chair is black. It's purple now. Okay. So our first headline for today that we see from Yeshiva World News. Israeli radio host suspended for saying from Jews should hang themselves with their tefillin. An Israeli radio host was suspended after he said that he'd be happy if from Jews would hang themselves with their tefillin. Natan Zahavi, who is known for his extremist statements and his his vitrol. I didn't see that. What was that? That word, vitrol? Vitriol. Vitriol against Yiddishkeit said during his program on Radio 103 FM, all these low life quote me pesukim from the Tanakh, Davin, put on tefillin, light Shabbos candles, separate challah, wear modest clothing, get the heck out of here with the tzinias and the challahs and hadlakas neiris and the tefillin. I'd be happy if some of them would, would tie their tefillin around their necks and hang themselves with all that they do nothing that right, are public. So, that is ridiculous. All right, so listen, just by reading that paragraph that you read about his quote, uh, the, here's why he's so dangerous. Because he knows his stuff, that's why he's so. Dangerous. Well, that's what the Torah says: is the, is is the most wicked person, someone who knows. Yeah, who knows Torah. This, guy, this guy knows. I don't know what his background is. We could do a little research into that. I don't know what his background. Maybe is. Maybe he had a bad hater experience. He, he, I don't know. I'm not going to blame it on the yeshivas right away. You know, well, <laughs> but I didn't he knows. Mean to do that. He knows his stuff. He's familiar with the lingo at, at minimum, and uh, he's angry about something. But that's just indicative, by the way. Imagine someone the, feels comfortable enough to say that on air. I don't know. That, then that, like, that, that's the great divide. That's the great divide in Israel between the religious and the non-religious. Unbelievable. Well, farewell to you because there's no way you're keeping your job after saying well, he's that. He's suspended. Are they going to get rid of him permanently? I mean, how does a guy come back? What, do they suspend him like they suspended Kyrie Irving? Is Kyrie back? I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, they suspend him for five days. You know when they suspend the guy for five games or suspend the guy for five weeks? I don't know what the case is. Part of the thought process there is that People are going to forget about it. It's right. going to dissolve into the past, and people are going to get busy with other things, and it's going to be forgotten. Yeah. A year from now, you're going to say, or maybe even six months from now, you're going to say, why did they suspend Kyrie Irving? What happened? Yeah. It has something to do with the vaccine. Why why they, why they do that? So you went last night to the ZOA dinner, the Zionist yeah. Organization of America, right, and right. a special guest at that dinner was Donald Trump. Well, that's why I went. So uh, before we get into you know more of that, what was it like being in the same room as Donald Trump? Well, <laughs> It was a big room. Uh, it was about a thousand. I, know, I don't really care about the room. I mean, <laughs> well, what was the wallpaper? It's not the first time I was in a room with Donald Trump. Uh, is there the like way. a certain presence that he gives over when he's in the room? Well, first of all, he's a former president, and the place was crawling with Secret Service, and uh, security was intense, uh, just like in the airport. The only thing you didn't have to take your shoes off for some reason. Oh, thank God. But uh, you know, I had to take everything out of my pockets, and you know. Uh, fortunately, uh, this time, they didn't ask us to give up our phones. I went to a Trump event a few years ago in, in the city where they asked, would they have everybody hand in their phones? Really? So no one could record or record anything he says or take pictures that they didn't want uh, uh, being let out. That was while he was president. Um, I think that was during the campaign for, for 2020. That was for the campaign for re-election. Okay, so he was president at the moment. He was president at the time. And... Um, uh, I know some people have got pictures out because as smart and as sharp as the Secret Service is, you is smarter. Some guys have two phones. In your case, you have three phones. I would so cover the whole thing. You would have, you would have, you could have come to Cipriani where the event was and handed in two phones voluntarily, and you still would have had a phone to take pictures and record. 
But you got some videos. So you're, you're way ahead of the game. I only have one phone, but I have a 14. It takes very, very good pictures and zooms in. That's why I sent you such good stuff uh, last night. Should we show some of the videos here? Yeah, I think there, there's two segments that you might want to show. One runs about three minutes uh, where he talks about, you know, he talks about why, he says, what's wrong with the Jews? Why are the Jews voting for Democrats that don't mean well for the Jewish community? Don't mean well for Israel. 75% of the Jews, regardless, now this is what bothers him more than anything else. He did so much for Israel. There was Everyone that's, that's a supporter of Israel will agree that there was no president in the history of the United States that did more for Israel than Donald Trump did. Still, when it came to the, to the elections in 2020, 75% of the American Jewish community voted for Joe Biden. Now, is that, is that like a, a hateful remark to make, though? Is that a what? It's like a hateful remark. Like, what's with the Jewish community? Like, you can't generalize an no, entire you know what? religion. It comes, it, I, I, when he said it, when he, he, it's not the first time he said it last night. Uh, when he said it in the past, I, I know he, it, it shows, it demonstrates a lack of uh, perception, a lack of understanding uh, of what, uh, of what, how, what's Jew, what makes up the Jewish community in the United States? It's so diverse. Well, why? Let's 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 sort of dissect what what he said. Like, why are seventy five percent of the Jews voting Democrat? Well, sixty five percent of the American Jews are in favor of a Palestinian state. Sixty five percent of American Jews probably don't know they're Jewish. Sixty five percent. You know, another thing that uh, Mort Klein, who is the executive director of ZOA for many years and a very uh, brilliant activist, right wing activist unashamedly and unapologetically pro-Trump. He said at the end of the night, people were cheering. I don't know if they heard it, but he said that when Trump was leaving the room, he said, Donald Trump has orthodox Jewish grandchildren. That's more than I can say about a lot of my Jewish friends. Mm. So uh, <laughs> so that's something that you could... Uh, Should I put uh, a laughing a laughing noise no, there? You know, the, no, there wasn't. The, the people laughed yeah? when, when, he, when he said it. Uh, but he he was uh, only kidding, uh, you know, partly, bit. partly <laughs> kidding. Unfortunately, there's a lot of a lot of truth to that. Anyway, there's two segments that I don't know if you could run all of them. Uh, but one he talks about the transfer of the U.S. embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, and the other one about why um, why American Jews don't vote uh, for Republicans. So you went to the Zionist Organization of America. Are you a Zionist? Uh, of course, we're all Zionists. We all. We say it every day in davening several times. Unfortunately, a lot of people that daven just say the words that are in their mind someplace else. Yeah, but I feel like in... in maybe Tion. Tion maybe oh, more in the... Now you want to make a dichotomy. You want to make a separation between religious Zionism and secular Zionism. So now you got to start... Now you have now you need now you have a new show. It's called Chop. We're going to Chop. We're going to Chop everything. I think Zionism up. gets a bad rap. Well, uh, it gets a bad rap. Uh, you got depends, hijacked. It depends where you come. No, it depends where you're coming from. Every, every, every there's a role for 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 uh, every interpretation uh, and and idea that uh, projects uh, and advocates for for Zionism. It's not a it's not a dirty thing. So you're saying all from Jews are Zionists. Uh, I or think should be. They, in in their hearts, they are. Maybe they don't they don't know that they are. But if you go to Israel for Sukkot, you're a Zionist. Well, I think if you if you go to if you you know if if you go to Israel, of course you're a Zionist, uh, and I don't think uh, I I think the people that walk around the streets at these events, although there weren't any protesters last night outside of the Chelsea Piers where the ZOA dinner is, uh, maybe it was got, got too cold for them, but uh, those there's something wrong with those people that protest against Israel, you know, you're not dealing with uh, you're not dealing with normal people, so that really really can't put them into the uh, into the equation.
Oh, are you a Zionist? Of course you're a Zionist. You're, of course you're a Zionist. Do you think Zionism is racism? No. Okay, the UN said in 1975 about, they passed a resolution that said that Zionism equals racism. Um, I just think Zion is the same way in Chabad. If, if, you, if, if you have to hesitate about whether you are uh, uh, a Zionist or not, then you do not, not that you're not sure philosophically whether you're a Zionist, then you don't understand what Zionism is. Okay, what is Zionism? And if you don't, no, I can't give a whole uh, presentation and <laughs> dissertation on Zionism, but it's the yearning of the Jewish people to return to the land of Israel. Now, who doesn't yearn to return to the land of Israel? Is that what it really is, though? That's what, politically, that's what, that's what it really fundamentally is. You're a Jew's yearning for Eretz Yisrael. That is Zionism, okay? And you can go there because you don't, you don't keep Shabbos, you don't keep kosher, but you want to fight for the land because God gave us the land. You know, um, I, want to talk about, I, want, I want to talk about God. So last week's Pasha, God gave the land of Eretz Yisrael to Avram Avinu. The, the, the forefather of, of, of uh, was Avram Avinu a Zionist? Was Yitzchak a Zionist? Yitzchak refused to leave Eretz Yisrael because he was a carbon. He was on the Akedah. He didn't want to leave. He was a Zionist. Yaakov Avinu was a Zionist. David Amalek was a Zionist. Shlomo Amalek was a Zionist. They're all Zionists. You know, here in 2022, we're going to start chopping it up. So, you know, let's not call the show Daily Thread. Let's call it Chop. <laughs> Isn't that to do with food? So, so I'm saying... <laughs> uh, no, of course, everything has to do with food. <laughs> I think the, the, or problem, the problem is that Zionism is hijacked by, mm. by, and it happens in a lot of things. Don't don't let it be. The Chabad is also hijacked a lot by Mishachis, and and if you go into seven seventy, no, they're not. It's a that's a that's you see when you allow when you allow a, a minority of something to uh, to uh, to uh, define uh, the realness of something, then you're doing a disservice uh, overall. I mean. Um, if anyone wants to say something negative about uh, uh and, and and Chabad, you can do that, but that's not representative of the uh, uh, of of the movement and the the global impact they've had on Jews in every corner of the world. You know, the, you could you could sit you could sit in 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 Borough Park or Williamsburg or or Cedarhurst or Woodmere and say that it's Chabad, it's not for me. But then when you have to travel on business to uh, to to Montana or to uh, or to Texas, the first thing you do is Google a Chabad house. Right. Okay, I hear you. It's an interesting topic. I'm glad we discussed it. Well, we, we, we didn't really touch the topic. We really didn't touch the topic, but we know we have to go more into depth, and we really should have, uh, as time goes on, have some uh, more of a, a, a dialogue about it, maybe with some uh, other uh, people that can contribute uh, to the idea on the sure. more in-depth uh, level. So you where, heard. Where were we? So you heard something. Uh, you heard something big, which I think most people are expecting, that Donald Trump's going to announce that he's yes. running for president. Tuesday night, tomorrow night, Tuesday night, the 15th. Um, I heard this morning from Dick Morris, who was talking on the radio on ABC this morning from Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach County um, from nearby the Trump home. And by the way, Trump flew in last night uh, to make for that speech. He landed at LaGuardia, what Klein said. He had a, uh, a motorcade from LaGuardia. To Chelsea Piers, and he sat there for two hours. He spoke for about a half hour, and then he went back to the airport and flew back to mm. Florida. That must be so nice. That's that's his commitment and his expression of appreciation for the Zionist Organization of America's support for him uh, throughout. Imagine they paid him. No, I don't think so. No, no you, don't, you don't have to pay Donald Trump to speak. Are you serious? 
he's on the speech. He's not on the. He's he's running for president. He he's not on on the, on the speaking tour. Now people got to come away from this because Trump is getting a bad rap. Uh, talking about things they get a bad rap, a bum rap. I got a bad rap. Someone came over me and they said they. They disagree with my stance okay. on Donald Trump. That's not that's, that's, so what. So, so all that means is that they disagree with your stance on Donald Trump. That doesn't make you a good, a good or a bad person. No, you I'm know? just saying. Some came over to us and I said, I, first of all, I'm not saying that I would vote for Donald Trump even if he ran again. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying. That. First of all, uh, it's called. It's a secret ballot for a reason. It's a personal thing. You don't have to announce who you who you vote. I, but for. you're not. You were never really good at keeping secrets. What? I am very good at keeping secrets. I did vote for Donald Trump. Uh, who do you vote for for governor? Sixteen. Uh, I voted for Lee Zeldin. How is that a secret ballot? What? It's not a secret. It, not, it's not anymore. Uh, it wasn't before either. I'm, I'm, I have no problem telling you who I voted for in the past. I don't know who I'm, I'm going to vote for in the future. You know, I have to decide. If DeSantis runs against Trump, who are you voting for in the primary? Um, I, can't, I can't say it. Uh, Why first not? Of all, because I haven't decided. I haven't decided. I really haven't decided. You know, if Trump runs again, and, uh, and I'm, um, I don't think it's the greatest thing for the Republican Party for him to run again. Um, he had his day in, turn, in the White House. I don't know why he wants to do it again. I don't know why he wants to do it again. But you know whose fault it is if he does it again? It's a Democrat's fault. I think he's an egomaniac. It's what they put him through. They had him. They the House impeached him twice on bogus charges that they just made out made up out of the air. And uh, if if he wants to run because he wants to get even with what they did, then it's nothing to do with us. The, he he just wants to. He wants to uh, he wants to get even with them, and, and that's just the way he is. He's a he's a street fighter. Period. Yeah, but it's an ego move to run again because they impeached him twice. Well, they 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 try to ruin they try to ruin his name, you know. And what does a what does a man have other than his his name and his reputation, you know? And and a man protects his. Peter ever says that nothing is great as a Kesser Shemtov, have a, a good name and a good reputation and. And, and that's what he and he wants to have. And he has Orthodox Jewish grandchildren. Everyone goes back to that. <laughs> Doesn't give him a pass to speak speak about Jews. Why are you why, why are you against why are you against him? What did he do that you're against him? He moved the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. No, I really like what he, he did. Uh, I thought the he, economy he, was amazing he, when he was president. He, the economy, you were making money in the in the stock market when he was president. Now it's uh, uh, in in the dumps in the dumps. Uh, and uh, he uh, brought the uh, Abraham Accords into fruition. He created uh, a peace between Israel and the Gulf nations that were twiddling their thumbs for decades, waiting for a two-state solution, waiting for a Palestinian state. And he turned the whole process on its head and said, let's skip that. Let's skip the, right. pal let's skip the Palestine part of this and let's go uh, make peace with the uh, other Arab countries. And then we'll come back to the Palestinians at the end of the process. No, I hear you. I, I think you did a good job. I just think that it's... So you're voting for him. It's bad for the party. It's bad for the party. You got to pass on the torch, and he should he should endorse. There's no, first he of should all, endorse there, someone else. Listen, there's no reason why um, DeSantis should not run. Yeah, I said it last week. Trump's not the king of the Republican Party. Nobody owes him a presidency. No one owes him a second term. And like I said, uh, in 2016, uh, when he ran in the Republican primaries, there was 18 people vying yeah. for the. Uh, for the nomination uh, uh, by the Republican Party, and he was one of them, and he and he happened to win. So why can't there be another uh, a ten or twenty people that vie for that? And and whoever the people decide they want uh, will be the person that's chosen. If it's DeSantis, it's it's DeSantis. This um, I believe this is George Stamp Stampanopoulos. Stephanopoulos. Stephanopoulos. Yeah. I, I can't. I, 
I'm really bad at pronouncing these crazy names. Well, practice. You have to practice. Anyways, uh, we'll show this video uh, with him speaking with Nancy Pelosi. Uh, yes, I do. I mean, president Biden has been a great president for our country. He has accomplished so much. Uh, president Biden has been a great president for our country. He's accomplished so much. I think most most Democrats who voted for him wouldn't even agree that he should run again. Well, first of all, Nancy Pelosi is consistent. Okay, if there's anything she says that's true ever. So that's just uh, in line with her 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 mahalach. The direction of her uh, speakership, of her years in 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 politics, so that's not not, not a surprise. But I'll, you know, there are people that uh, walking uh, here on Central Avenue, where we're looking out these tall, beautiful windows, that uh, think that also think the same thing as Nancy Pelosi. I know a half a dozen people that I know that I communicate with that I have in my phone that think I'm crazy for saying anything, even minutely positive about Donald Trump. They think, and on top of that, they think Biden is doing a, a, a superlative job uh, as president. He's a great president. Right. So what are those? Are they crazy too? I don't know. I don't really don't know. Anyways, there was an explosion yesterday in, in Turkey. Yeah. So who were they targeting? Did you? I don't know, but like, I there's a couple of things that happened over the weekend, which is really bizarre. In an air show in Texas, there was two planes that collide yeah, midair. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, really, my my thoughts go out to the families who lost the loved ones in those accidents. But like, how do you? Am I allowed to say that it looked on purpose? I don't know. I didn't study it. I saw it once. Uh, listen, I'm not going to show the video because of how how graphic yeah, it is. And really, it's just not pleasant to see. Listen, it, but it, it just how do you how does how do two planes collide? It, it was an air show. I understand it's they an were air show. They and these 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 airplanes they're they're vintage planes. They're old planes. I don't planes, know, but the and they do acrobatics. They they it didn't come, look. They it, come very close to one another. It didn't. It didn't. It's part it, of the act. Unfortunately, something goes wrong. It, did, it didn't look good. Speaking of 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 plane accidents. Uh, the FDNY tweeted yesterday, um, November 12th, that you know FDNY remembers 265 individuals who lost their lives 21 years ago today in the crash of American Airlines Flight 587 in the Rockaways. I I that was, was I guess Hall I was Hall. I guess I was alive, but you remember when that? Was that 21 years ago? 1980 2001. Yeah, 2001. That I, I don't remember that. Couple, it was a couple of months after 9/11. Really? What happened? Um, um, I don't know what happened. Uh, it wasn't terrorism. Uh, but uh, it was uh, something was mechanically wrong. It was right after it took off. I think it crashed over Bell Harbor. Oh, well. uh, not 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 very far from here. Anyway, there's a lot of dinners coming up <laughs> in the next uh, few weeks. Really. You love dinners, don't you? No, I, I really don't. It's very. I I part of me doesn't want to go. Um, you love going. But uh, last night I was I was you know Kevin McCarthy uh, was there, and uh, uh, and what's his name Donald Trump. Uh, was there and uh, this week Thursday night locally here you don't have to go too far is a an Achiezer event an Achiezer is an important you never had Baruch Bender on here yet did you? It's uh, very soon. Okay, so I mean he has a lot to say, has great insight into the state of the Jewish community and how we could all help people that need assistance, which is which is very uh, very important. Um, there's a couple of weddings next week, and uh, then there's uh, the Ohel dinner. Uh, on Sunday, uh, also at uh, Chelsea Piers. Chelsea Piers is becoming a very popular venue. And the week after that, there's um, there's a YU dinner on December fourth, and then the next night is the Chai <laughs> Lifeline. Dinner. So you have, a, you have a very busy few weeks coming up. Are we going to see you back here? Yeah, listen, I'm here. I'm just tired. 
you know. Are you eating well? Uh, no, I, I I didn't eat that much last night. I gotta tell you the truth. Uh, okay. I, I really would like to do a story about the caterers uh, that do these events. Um, I'm not gonna say who the cater. I'm not sure who the caterer was last night, but it was a buffet. Okay, it was a buffet last night. You had to get your food. Uh, and then go back to your table that you were assigned to. Did Donald Trump have to wait online for some steak? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't Did think he, he, was he waiting in line at the carving station? I don't, I don't think he. I, don't, I think he. I don't think he knew what the hashkacha was. So I don't think he. I don't think he ate. But uh, the food. Only, great. Someone. Someone told me he only eats salt flesh. But I, I tell you this. You know, when you're standing in line waiting for the carving station, and you see the guy in the tall white hat struggling to cut a piece of meat. You know it's not going to be that good. You know, <laughs> you know your ability to cut it is not going to be any better than the guy in the chef's hat uh, behind the the carving station. So I was standing there last night and I said to myself, "Look at this guy is struggling with this piece of steak. I mean, he can hardly cut it. How am I going to cut it?" Did you have some steak? Uh, I I tried to cut it. You did know? you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> it was very chewy. <laughs> It wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. But you could see, you, you know what? It, this is a part of a dinner that doesn't get uh, uh, talked about. That's why we go behind the news. Exactly. The Daily Thread. You watch the people cutting the 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 uh, the meat. You know, watch how whether it's going easy or if it, or they're struggling. To also, get yeah. The str- if they're struggling, think about sushi or something else. Eat N- something else. Now that we're upon dinner season, also <laughs> something that David Bashevkin he he once said that he's very passionate about is dinners. People who are running dinners, get rid of those small plates and give me a menschlich size plate. There's Why do I have to walk to my table with this plate like this size piled uh, to the top? Uh, last I there was there was two size plates. Really? There was plates for sushi, uh, to for starters, and then there was larger plates for the uh, for the carving okay, stations. So they did it right. But like, do you ever see these small plates? Like, what is that? Uh, if you look at some restaurants, have what they call on the menu. It says small plates. You know what that means? What? It means they're giving you very little food. <laughs> That's what it means. You're ordering small plates. Oh, you're ordering small plates? Okay. What's on the small plates? They give you something. You need a magnifying glass. Well, for some reason, see. smaller servings are fancier. Yeah, well, the larger the plate is with less on it is uh, what they call good presentation, I think. Okay. In the culinary uh, uh, industry. Uh, also Sunday, by the way, is the uh, Kines HaShluchem. Yes, which I will be attending. That's um, right. Daily you Thread will almost, be covering... We almost forgot about that. Meaningful Minute, Daily Thread will be covering that live from the, from the Kines HaShluchem. So you can subscribe on WhatsApp and you'll see all the... The content posted there. Very excited to be there. They're expecting over 6,500 people. That's in New Jersey. In, in New Expo, Jersey. In, yeah. uh, in Edison, New Jersey. I'm going to try to come over there after the uh, after the cutout of the wedding in the middle. I you know, think. Someone someone uh, told me, you know, someone asked me my address. They want to drop something off. Oh, I really? said, well, I'm, in, I'm in suite 302. We're here, yes. So he said, that's so funny because that's Chabad's headquarters office, 302. Oh, really? It's known as 302. Um, in Crown Heights, so uh, well, you know, underlying message there. Your great grandfather is uh, buried right there, Lubavitch Rebbe. It's true uh, at the uh, at the Ohel, uh, and anyone who visits the Ohel uh, has to pass by uh, Yochanan Gordon's uh, kever. So he has probably the second most visitors in oh, the world. Yeah, he only has more visitors than the Rebbe because he passed away in 1969. Ah, oh. and the Rebbe passed away in 1994, I think. So he has many, many more people that uh, uh, walk by there. But if you go to the IL to Davin, as many people do, uh, very often, 24 hours a day, it's open, and there's always people there. Even 3 o'clock in the morning, there's people there uh, davening for whatever's on their minds or on their hearts. Uh, right to the left side, just before you go into the Ohel, is the kever of uh, Yochanan Rebbe. It's right before you Yochanan enter Gordon. the Rebbe's, you know. Yeah, right before you enter the uh, 
the the tion of the uh, uh, of the Rebbe. So uh, that's your great grandfather, my father's father, and my grandfather. And uh, uh, you know, he's an he's an important part of early early Chabad. As a matter of fact, he came to this country in 1932 from Belarus. Everyone knows where Belarus is all of a sudden mm. these days. No one knew where it was before. Right. They thought maybe it was a suburb of Chicago, but mm. no, it's right there near the Ukraine. Uh, and he came here in 1932. And uh, then when the uh, Friedrich Rebbe came here in 1940 from uh, Lithuania, I believe, uh, he, he sent a telegram to the Hasidim and said, tell my friends to meet me at the, uh, the port. He came in by ship, of course. And the Hasidim in Brooklyn didn't know who's the... Friedrich Rebbe's friends. So they sent back a telegram saying, who should we tell? And Rebbe wrote back, just tell Yochanan Gordon. Okay, and that was the, uh, set up the welcoming committee for the, uh, for, for the Rebbe. For the Rebbe. So where's your beard? In 1940. Well, you know, you're putting me on the spot. Um, Looks like you had a nice shave this morning. <laughs> I shaved yesterday. But I am an undercover shliach for so, Well, you're saying that on the podcast, not so undercover anymore. Uh, no, uh, well, I was undercover. I know that you've remarked that you were the youngest shliach of the Rebbe. Yes, uh, I, I did remark that. You know why I said that? Why do you say that? I was in Lubavitch Yeshiva until fifth grade. Okay. I'm Bedford and Dean, and then for some reason my father took me out and put me in Yeshiva of Eastern Parkway. So you're like 10 years old. Yeah, which, which was a real, you know, a real Ashkenaz, Davening, Mastagdish type Yeshiva. Wait, put you in Chaim Berlin? Uh, no, no. For, I went to Masif, Yeshiva Crown Heights first. Okay, and then you went where? Then I went, then after for high school, I went to Masif of Crown Heights. One second. Your father took you out of the, the Lubavitch Yeshiva and put you where? Uh, yeshiva of Eastern Parkway for 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. And that wasn't Lubavitch Yeshiva? No. Why Why do you do that? I don't know why. So what, what makes you think you're the youngest shliach? Because I, I was, there was no Chabad boys in, at Yeshiva. I was the only one. You think the Rebbe told your father to send you there? Um, I, don't even, I don't know if he asked him. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. I've had this conversation many times with people. It's been a lot of years. And then I went to Masif of Crown Heights for ninth and 10th grade which is in Crown Heights, but it's also not a Chabad yeshiva. And then they closed down after two years. So, you know, people think that I just couldn't stay in any one yeshiva, but the yeshivas kept closing from under me. So what, what was I supposed to do? Mm. So, <laughs> <laughs> then I ended up in Chaim Berlin. I once met a guy uh, last year, two years ago in Florida, and he said to me that he's been in like eight different yeshivas, and he was like 18 years old. I said to him, it's not your fault that every yeshiva wants you. Yeah. You know, so you got to deal with the, you're, you're in demand, you're in demand. You got to deal with it. Absolutely. That's our episode for today from The Daily Thread. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Make sure to, you know, subscribe, comment, rate this podcast. And of course, like I mentioned, go ahead and to the description, the show notes of this episode, and hit that link. Sign up to the Daily Thread on WhatsApp, and we're going to have a lot more content for you. It's the news explained. It's the stories behind the headlines. There's always more than what the eye meets, and we hope to bring that to you. So, do we explain it today? Explain some of the news? We explained a little bit about Trump. I hope so. A little so. bit about Zionism. And some, a little bit about tough steak. And people could be more confused than when we started, but uh, we'll straighten it out eventually. Have a great day.